Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. In this week's episode, you're going to meet Sherry Curtis Seiden, incredible opera singer and mother, sharing her journey from the stage of Carnegie Hall to the joys of the smaller stage of sharing her music with children. I called this episode Chasing Contentment, Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Hello. There she is. Hello, beautiful. How are you? Oh, you're so sweet. I'm good. I I couldn't figure out how to do the Zoom light, so... (laughs) I'm, I am behind the, you know, these silly ring lights everybody's got. Yes. I, I don't know where to, I don't even know where to plug it in. So, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I am behind the, the times. So how oh, are you? Good. I've got someone who's worse off than me. <laughs> oh, honey, I have to go. I have to go to T-Mobile for everything. I don't, I don't know how to do. And poor Apple support. I have worn them out. <laughs> but it's great to see you. You too. You too. Thank you for saying yes to this. Oh my God. Well, it's so funny. I just, when I saw it, I thought this is just an opportunity to share gratitude. Cause I'll tell you, I know yeah. that's the attitude that's keep, you know what I'm saying? It's just, cause this is crazy times. This is crazy. I know it. I know it. And I, I, you know, you've been on my heart. God put this podcast thing on my heart years ago. And mm. I kept, I kept saying, no, I'm, you know, I'm not a podcaster and yeah. he would not relent. He just kept coming at me. <laughs> so finally I said, uh, okay, I'm going to do it. And there are certain people who came to mind right away. And you were oh. one of those people. And I don't oh. know why, because we haven't spoken decades. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a few zeros behind it. <laughs> Oh my God. I, I'm thrilled that you reached out. Cause I, I really, I don't take for granted anybody that reaches out from my past. I'm just like, there's a reason. And, you know, and I often think about you guys and I'm just, I'm just so glad that you and Kai are doing well. And that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Yay. Well, before we but, get into all that, give me a quick update. How's your family? You got two kids, right? I sure do, and believe it or not, they're both—they're uh, both still in college. Um, okay. They haven't come home. I'm kind of glad. <laughs> but my son—they're um, doing great. My son is a junior at Augusta University, and he's studying business. Okay. And um, and my daughter is studying business analytics at Georgia Southern. Wow. Now go figure—they have two parents that are artists, and they're going into yes. business. <laughs> So I, I think I think they want a few zeros behind their name, you know. But oh my God! So anyway, but they, you know, I'll tell you, it's just I am so glad I've been a mom. I mean, that was truly, truly mm-hmm. the best chapter that's thus far. I mean, just wow. 
I mean, the ups, the downs, whatever, it just, it's, there's nothing that compares. Nothing like you know, it. Yeah. You just, you're, you get tested, but you know that, you know, you're not in the arts only to be narcissistic. Right. <laughs> it's not, you know, I mean, that's why voice students there, they go, me, 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 because it's everything about you, 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 you. <laughs> you know, everything's, everything's about you, you know, until you have a child and you're like, right. oh my God, life is not all about me anymore. So exactly. Yeah. So exactly. yeah. Well, for my listening, for my listening artists, just so they know, because they heard you do your little me, 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 me. Sherry is an incredible <laughs> opera singer. Oh, <laughs> so, just so they know what they're listening to, who they're listening to. So oh, how has it been? You. What's been going on with you? Oh my God. Well, I'll tell you, I, I was fortunate that I still got to do my Atlanta symphony debut in uh, February. Cause that was right at the cusp of this mm -hmm. whole pandemic, our uh, garbosia. <laughs> um, so I was so glad that that happened because that was one of my dreams of, you know, when right. I moved here, I just really wanted to sing with this incredible orchestra. I, there's so many musicians that I personally know and I've done weddings with and whatever else, funerals right. with, and they're all members of the Atlanta Symphony. So when my opportunity came that I got to do an all Norwegian program, mm. uh, this amazing man, Evans Miragis, who used to be sort of the the wizard behind the wizard of oz of of atlanta symphony he heard my voice and he said i i know a, a perfect program for you it's a norwegian right. program maybe it's the blonde hair it kind of fooled him that you know i look norwegian but i'm not <laughs> as as dolly parton would say it costs a lot of money to look that cheap but anyway no no i think i'm getting my mother's sense of humor you'll have to forgive me but i, I my mother is oh my god you know what she calls these these um these things on your face, these, uh, what is it called? The face mask. She What's calls that? them neck. She calls them neck warmers. I'm like, <laughs> I said, mom, you're supposed to put them on your face, not on your neck. Not just around your neck. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going on a tangent. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I'm very grateful. I got to do that. Now what happened was I was supposed to do my seventh time at Carnegie Hall in March right. and I just you know one of my dreams is to sing there 10 times before I die <laughs> and I was like oh shoot I was I was gonna do the um foray requiem which is a beautiful French requiem yes it is and and that was canceled and I was uh, like everybody I was devastated you know right. everybody's been devastated you know especially our, us artists you know because right. I had I had a new trajectory which I was excited about I had, um, I was supposed to sing in France. We started this little festival, um, a few colleagues of mine, one from Juilliard, one from Canada. And mm -hmm. we started this little festival that every other year we would go there and that was all canceled in June and, you know, in May, I mean, and I just was like, oh, my little, you know, you know how it is with the business. You get on a roll and work right. begets work. Right. Well, everything came to a halting stop. And yeah. I was like, Oh my God, it's, it is, it is dog eat dog. It's time to survive. I'm sorry to say I can't thrive. I got to survive. So mm -hmm. I had to get into survival mode. I sold my house. Oh, wow. uh, I lived there. I lived there 20 years. Mm. Um, and my, I wanted to get my daughter through her last year of high school, which I did. Um, and uh, so in, when did we, I sold it <laughs> actually August 18th was it August 19th yeah okay. I closed and it was perfect because 
it was a conundrum of a house. I mean, just a lot of delayed maintenance and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, unfortunately I am divorced. I, that's not my wanting, but it, you know, unfortunately those things happen and right. people change and people leave and whatever, but we're amicable, thank God. But, yeah. um, but anyway, uh, so that big change was huge to, you know, in the middle of a pandemic to sell my right. house. <laughs> now, were you but, already in the process of thinking of selling your house or this came about because of? Well, I was actually already thinking about it in January because I was like, I was like, oh my God, my kids, I'm going to be an empty nester. My kids are going to be both in college. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have this big old house with almost an acre of land and I hardly know how to mow a lawn. I mean, literally, I... I, I'm really laughable behind the lawnmower because when you sit down on the thing, it jerks forward. And this, this little old lady that, you know, a grandmother that lives with her, you know, her child and the grandchildren, she laughs at me with her thumbs up, you know, when I try to mow the lawn, you know, I was like, oh, I'm not going to have to do this anymore, you know. So, I mean, amazing neighbors. I mean, you can just imagine 20 years. I mean, right. great. And, and, but the neat thing is I... I took on an attitude of, you know what, I am lucky. I've lived in one place with my children for 20 years. Yeah. Yes, this door, you know, God's going to show me this door. I wrote up the pros and cons mm -hmm. of staying at home or moving. And it became abundantly clear, get out, get out. You're in a pandemic. Get your, you know, collect your, <laughs> your, your money and pass go, you know. Um, so I was super grateful. I had three offers and I mean, it's a beautiful place. Yes, it needs definite work, but it's a right. cute little place. And this lady bought it and she's going to fix it up pretty. And, you know, so I just, I, a lot of blessings, a lot of blessings. That's and awesome. so, so anyway, thank you. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. I always think when I hear those stories, cause obviously I've had my own share of, of doors opening and closing, <laughs> but I always yeah. think about yeah. the scripture. It says, uh, whatever door God opens, no man can shut. And whatever door yes. he shuts, no man can open. You know, and yep. that always just brings comfort to me because when you're in the midst of a door closing, you go into this slight panic. At least I do. You go, okay, yep. I'm not sure what's happening. But just to remind yep. myself that God is shutting that door and therefore there's yep. a reason behind it. So, yes. And, you know, and I, I do have my, my theme scriptures or my, I could say <laughs> for a musician, my greatest hits of the Bible. <laughs> um, I, I, I like, I really love Isaiah where it says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Yeah. Now it comes up. Do you not perceive it? I hold on to that for dear life. That, mm -hmm. that helped me when I made the big transition from moving from Toronto to New York, actually, right. that was a huge transition. <laughs> And then the other one that I love um, is in Psalm 73, where, I mean, because my heart, you know, I think a lot of musicians or a lot of artists can get kind of embittered at times where mm -hmm. things aren't going all our way or, you know, I was, I was up for Phantom nine times. I don't know if you knew that, but I tried out for that silly yeah. thing nine times and I didn't get it, but, but I remember saying to the, um, the, <laughs> this is And really you're bad, so perfect for it, right? <laughs> Well, I know. I was like, what? You know, am I not skinny enough? What's the deal? But anyway, um, but, but yeah, so I remember saying to the musical supervisor, this is, okay, this is a big, you know, whoops. But I said to her, I said, do you ever get sick of this music? I mean, this is the musical supervisor of all the Phantoms all over the world. I was like, Sherry, that was not, probably not the best thing to say. And she looks at me with this face like, no. Like, like I was like, not for 200000 a year. Are you kidding? No, I, I don't know. But anyway. 
but hey, she's still my friend on Facebook. But but the thing is, I, I realized about life is that, you know, you can get embittered or you yeah. can go, you know what, look at the doors that have opened. I mean, right. my dream, dream job was to sing at Carnegie Hall and God gave it to me six times. And yeah. as soloist, and I'm like, well, you know, maybe I didn't play a lead on Broadway or I didn't sing at the Met, but I got a grant from the Met for five years and they gave right. me money. And, you know, so I, I think it's just a matter of, looking at all the good in your life instead of looking at all the poison and oh Absolutely. poor me and you know the victim mindset i think i think victim is is a big one because every day i have to go you know what i need to rejoice that this new wrinkle has happened or you yeah. know or yes there's gray hair that's because i've lived i've lived a little <laughs> my crown know? of glory <laughs> i know and there's hairdressers that can make it blonde again you know but anyway <laughs> But, you know, I just, I just feel like, gosh, you know, life, you have to have a sense of humor. You've got to keep that grit. I mean, there's one quote that I hold on to, you know, for, I love. It's Goethe. He, mm -hmm. And I wrote it down so you could hear this because I, I looked up his quotes and they're so beautiful. It says, whatever you can do or dream you can, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that when, when I was deciding, um, I, I put on my first concert at Carnegie Hall myself. I mean, that was the small hall. I, right. I booked it, had the money at the time back in 1997 or 1996, I think it was. And then yeah, I had I the money. I remember your first one. I think I was around. We were around at the same time. Yeah, because I hadn't moved from New York, or not from Los Angeles till I think 99. So mm -hmm. yeah, I just, you know, Matthew was so sweet. He said, absolutely, let's just put the down payment down. So right. we paid for it. And um, I had, a. this is the day of mailing list. Now it's email, but this was like literal, like cards and letters to all my friends in New York saying, please come to my concert. The tickets are only this much and blah, blah, <laughs> And then, and I remember Cece, you know, yes. Stein. Um, yeah, she, um, she helped me to do all the follow-up. She was still living in New York and mm -hmm. oh my gosh, she was a gem. And um, she just helped me to make sure, you know, we had a good audience. I, I mean, it was great. It was, it looked like, like it wasn't full to capacity, but it was probably about, uh, it was under 200, but there was definitely this feeling of this is a full house, you right. know, and, and, you know, the, the wild hall, I think it holds like 300 or 350. So, you know, emotionally, it was a perfect place to start my Carnegie mm -hmm. debut because it was small and, and intimate. And then when I sang in the big Isaac Stern auditorium, I was ready for it. And, right. and it's, it was just the most ominous occasion. I remember the first time I, I sang there, I sang the Brahms Requiem, the German Requiem, Mm -hmm. which, um, and then I sang the rudder, but I remember the Brahms, Brahm wrote that, that piece, Ich hab nun Traurigkeit, which means I have no more sadness. Right. And, and uh, you know, his, he wrote it for his mother because his mother, you know, had died. And, and he, you know, she, she wanted him to be happy. Like, you know, I'll see you again. I will mm -hmm. see you again. And that's the words at the end. I will see you again. So what that experience at Carnegie Hall was probably the closest experience I ever had to a taste of what heaven is going to be like, because 
It's just, I mean, I mean, I know a lot of us are going to be experiencing losses like our parents or, right. you know, I mean, and being getting, we're never ready for grief, but I think this pandemic has sort of prepared our hearts, if you will, mm-hmm. that grief is, 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 uh, it's, it's something we can't, um, it's inevitable, inevitable. There's the word inevitable because it is a part of life. And yet, if we fight it, you know, and then medicate it, it's, right. it's not gonna, yeah, it's not gonna work. So be being willing to let music be still a vehicle of getting through, getting mm-hmm. through challenges, getting mm-hmm. through obstacles and um, navigating. So anyway, right. yeah. That's beautiful. So, That's beautiful. I'm just going to jump into different things that you say as we go. I love the fact you started in the small hall at Carnegie Hall, yes. you know, and then yeah. I look at what God did with that. So often we want to jump to the big hall, you know, we yeah. want the big thing. And God is like, are you willing to start small and let me yeah. develop you? You know, mm-hmm. I love that you said by the time you made it to the big hall, you were ready for it. Yeah. And I think so yeah. often in life, we don't allow ourselves to develop like that. We prematurely yeah. jump to the big thing and we're not ready for it. When all yeah. along God is putting us through these little, little hoops, little turns, and He's saying, "Trust mm-hmm. me, there's a reason for it. If you go yeah. with me, I'm preparing you for something greater." Yeah, you know? and yeah. that's what I hear. Yeah, exactly. And I, I and I know in my early um, years of faith, I always held on to Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you, give you a hope and a future. And it's interesting, we, we named our son Joshua. And I always told him, I said, the reason I named you Joshua is I want you to be strong and courageous. And he really is. He's a very resilient young man. Mm-hmm. Just I, his faith is beautiful. Um, awesome. Yeah, he's a beautiful child, beautiful child. So, and so is Genevieve. <laughs> She's, <laughs> She's absolutely stunning. And I'm like, oh my God, she got the best of, you know, her dad with the big brown eyes and, mm-hmm. you know, and she, she has, she has a lot of um, quirky things of me, <laughs> but she won't admit it, <laughs> but, she, but she's very resilient as well. And I know, I know she gets that from me because I, yeah. I know I don't quit. I, I'm absolutely not a quitter. I mean, there's times I want to quit. Absolutely. But, uh, but I, I just, I hold on to, I think now that I'm getting, you know, just a few years older, um, I hold on, I hold on to just the friends that are really focusing on the positive. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't keep the other friends. I just know how to keep my boundaries with those who go down the, the pit all the time. You know, right. I, I'll, I'll just make sure I have a, um, you know, oh, I, I gotta go, I, I gotta go meet my mom or, you know, have some excuse that I don't stay in a negative place with people. Right. So right. But. And that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm just going to ask you, um, what is the, and I'm sure there's more than one thing. What's the one life lesson that you feel like God is constantly saying, Sherry, this is for you. I need you to get this. So he's constantly taking you through changes or whatever for the sake of teaching you what? All right. <laughs> You're going to laugh. You're going to laugh at me because you probably know this one. Um, it's, it's contentment. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I think about my single years and, you know, 
people that were, you know, in my life going, just get her married. I mean, my God, you know, I just, I wanted more than anything. I felt like that was this prize of honor and spiritual honor and dignity. And now people are going to respect you. I'm like, baloney, you know, but, but, but I bought into that lie, yes. you know, that, oh, yeah. you know, I will have crossed the river Jordan or whatever, uh, that once I'm married, I'm like, oh, I've arrived spiritually. Right. That is right. just stupid, stupid, really nonsensical think of thinking. But um, and then after I got married, it's like, okay, once I have children, mm-hmm. then I'll be happy. Then I'll be content. Right. And then you get the children and then, you know, once these kids are out of the house, then I'll be happy. <laughs> I mean, it, so it's just, and then it goes back to, okay, once I sing seven times at Carnegie Hall, I'll be right. happy. I mean, so I see the, the thing that God's trying to teach me is you need to be content with me alone, me alone, not with things, not with a guy, not with, you know, uh, uh, material possessions, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm not a real, like, oh, I have to have a Jaguar, then I'll be happy. I'm not, I'm not like that. I'm not like, oh, I need a $2 million house. I'll be happy. I just, you know, yes, I need, I want to have material, you know, uh, contentment, but, but I think the big thing for me, because I'm an artist, it's more artistic contentment and, and then, uh, you know, relational contentment. Those are more my pulls, if you will, um, mm-hmm. more than, you know, the two houses, the two cars, the two boats, the two pianos, the two, <laughs> I don't need all that, you know, right. I, I'm from the arts. So, so yeah, that's, that's my biggest thing God's been saying we would you just get happy with me alone you know yes yes that's awesome because you know obviously for for the listening audience that's something that everyone doesn't matter if you're an artist or not you know yeah i think the world is constantly dangling a carrot in front of us that we're always chasing after to a point where we're not content we're not happy with what we have you know like you said i love that you say you know when i'm single i want to be married when I'm married, you, you want, okay, I want children. Okay, I want children. Okay, I'm ready for them to go. It's like we're constantly yeah. looking for the next high, so to speak. And, and we, speaking of which, I, I wanted to mention this. Sorry to interrupt. Um, it's okay. I just watched last night. You might have heard of it. It's called The Social Dilemma. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a documentary on Netflix. I just watched it last night. And it's really eye-opening of how, and we know this with Facebook um, and, and also obviously with Instagram, is the whole comparative thing. I yes. mean, I cannot believe like what's going on with our kids, especially. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it happens to us too. Oh, you know, so-and-so is going to Harvard and, you know, whatever. And you can get kind of like, well, my kid's not going to Harvard. You know, he's going <laughs> to Georgia school. And it's like, you know, and it's like, no, let's not compare. But my kids, and they say, they talk about this in the, in the podcast that kids today, I mean, they're depressed, they're moody, they're anxious. It's Mm -hmm. all because of this comparative, you know, look at her picture on Instagram. She's got 500 followers. She's got a thousand. She's got 800 likes. I mean, I'm like, oh my gosh. And it's, it's so addictive. It's another addiction like alcohol. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, this is bad. So it helps me to understand my children and what they're going through and the addictions that they're going through in their lives. I mean, I mean, we, we had different things, I think, at our 
you know, obsessions I know with, with weight to be skinny back in the nineties. And I mean, to be as skinny as, you know, Lisa Kudrow or Jennifer Aniston with friends and, you know, whatever. I mean, just, but now these kids have so much more um, on on their plate, you know? So anyway. Yeah. Very, very true. And unfortunately, I think because we, the parents are also caught up in that there's no one really to turn to for an example. You know, I, I look at the crazy shows sometimes, the housewives yeah. and all yeah. of that, you know, and I go, we're, we're older people who should know better, still living like yes. we're teenagers. And that is yes. what's being highlighted. So the parents are equally as caught up in the addiction as yeah. the child. And therefore, you know, who am I turning to? Who do I ask for help? Who do I ask for direction? You know, so yeah. prayerfully, in hearing podcasts like this, and I'm not the only podcast out there, the idea is to turn people back towards God. We know yeah. that's the answer, but I believe we've drifted away from him. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love what is the second Timothy three. It talks about having a form of godliness, but denying his mm-hmm. power. Mm-hmm. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's kind of so many of us, we've lost sight of not who God is, but God's power. And that's why this whole, this podcast and coming up, I say, you know, I just want us to see the hand of God. He's working. Mm -hmm. He's doing some incredible things in our lives, but we're so busy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're so busy doing things ourselves, being God for ourselves, that we're missing the fact that God is right beside us working things out. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, it's funny because you learn from your children. You learn from their weaknesses. You mm-hmm. see yourself. Um, you learn from their anxieties because you see yourself. Yeah. You, you know, you learn uh, their perseverance because you see yourself in them. You mm. see your strengths in them. You see your weaknesses. It's like, you know, the old expression, the apple doesn't fall you know, far from the tree. And it's so true. And, and yet you go, but, you know, you, you still have to give yourself a little bit of a pat on the back. Like, we did a darn good job <laughs> because, you know, every generation hopefully will get better and better right. instead of the, instead of the song, you know, every generation blames the one before. I don't want to blame the one before. I want to, I want to improve the one before, you right. know, so, right. you know, and, and just, uh, and I think with that being said, I, I can't wait to see my dad. Um, I'm going to see him uh, in November and, you know, we haven't been as close as I had wished in my life, but mm-hmm. I, um, I really want to make sure I let him know how much I love him and care about him. Yeah. Uh, cause we don't know how long we have our parents. We right. just don't. Um, so, and, and that's why I, when I sang that, you know, Michael and the mechanics, it's like, it's too late when we die, you know, it's going to be too late yeah. if we wait to reconcile or, or we wait to say, Oh, I'll see mom next week. She's coming over. It's like, no, maybe you need to see her tomorrow, you know, right. or today or so it's, I'm feeling, I'm feeling that because my parents, you know, they've done the best they know how. And yeah. I just want to make sure I say thank you yes. uh, more than ever, you know, this Thanksgiving. I just, uh, of course, you know, BJ, I'm still making muffins. That's still my <laughs> love language. <laughs> Send me some. I used, to, I used to make muffins back in the 90s and I made yes. muffins still. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. Now they're gluten free, mind you, but I'm, you know, but I still make my muffins. I'll so. take some. Doesn't matter if it's gluten free yes. or not. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that's awesome. I, I do think it's really the gratitude that we share with each other. So often we mm-hmm. have the gratitude in our heart, but we don't express it, you know, yeah. and like you said, with your dad, I, I lost my dad in December and um, it, it, my dad, beautiful, you know, he was ready to go home, but it was one of those things where, um, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, he's sharing about the family and and then the yep. next week, that week, same weekend, honestly, he was driving and then got hit and <gasps> that was the end. So you just oh, never oh. know, you know, you just oh. never know. But um, like you were saying, I'm so thankful that I had the opportunity to share my love yes. with my dad. And my dad yes. is always with me because that love was expressed and not just yes. held in. So yes. to have that kind of... Um, vulnerability i guess it is to be able to express the love so often we don't because there's other things in between things happened Mm -hmm. that keeps us from saying it and then when times like that happen you go i wish i had said i wish Mm -hmm. i had expressed you know so to really live life without regrets that's my that's my running theme for myself right now is god i want to live life the rest of the life i have without regrets. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there was, there was a preacher. I don't even remember who it was. It was somebody who was passing by through London years and years ago. I I wish I could think of who it was. I had, it was back on when, uh, you know, the sermons were on cassettes, right? (laughs) But, but anyway, this guy, he spoke about, do you want your life to be um, a victory story or a disappointment. And I thought, Ooh. whoa, that always stayed with mm. me because I'm like, no, it's, we need to go from victory to victory, from strength to strength in our lives. You know, yes, everybody's got disappointment. Everybody's mm. got, you know, things, but you know, it's like, you know, we, you know, though we fall and we will rise, you know, that kind of, uh, attitude, you know, right. because we've all had our hits, you know, from, life you know and and circumstances and spiritual warfare or whatever you want to call it but we have to get up again and i mean i I know friends of mine that i mean it's just devastating you know that the different abuses that have taken them down but if they will just get the help whether it's aa alanon whatever just something you know just go one day at a time one step at a time they'll get back again. And, right. and just to show that we believe in people, um, you know, and I think there's great opportunities in the arts always. And I'm still trying to figure out different ways to express over the holidays. I'm, I'm doing a, a concert, well, my, with my children, you know, my students, I'm doing a concert outdoors, um, you know, with them, with the silly face shields and all that. But, <laughs> but, um, but for, I'm doing also another, a concert that's for this retirement community that I love to sing for. And they're paying us actually really, really well, right. um, but which is always nice around Christmas time. But, <laughs> but I just, you know, I just love to give back and I'm trying to think of ways to keep afloat artistically, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, pray for us because we, we just want to keep thinking out of the box. How do we, you know, how do we, you know, move forward? I am going to be doing my real estate license, which is a new thing that's in November, but, uh, you know, I, but I, I don't want to be the singing realtor. I want to be a realtor, <laughs> but I, you know, but I also, you know, want to keep my singing alive too. So right. as all my colleagues struggle with no work at the Met or no work at, on Broadway, 
we've got to all retool ourselves and yeah. go, though, though we've fallen, we will rise. And so that's kind of the theme I'm trying to keep in my heart as God just shows me what's the next right thing to do. You right. know, what's the next right thing. So well, I will be praying for that. I do think, you know, God gifts us. He gives us these various gifts for a reason. He wants us to use them. And I think when we put them aside, which I did for quite yep. a while, you feel, yep. God, I'm not giving you all that you've called me to. You know, so yep. I understand what you're saying is that I, I need to tap into who I am while I'm also working to take care, to survive. I also yep. need to tap into what keeps me vibrant and alive. You know, yeah. so I will be praying that God would direct you towards that. And I know you have to get off to your students. Thank you for giving me this time. This has Aww. really been awesome. My you know? pleasure. God, it's so good to see you. And you look so radiant and beautiful. <laughs> Thanks, girl. You Likewise. Okay. Well, my little tagline for my audience is, we don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. And, um, you know, what you share today is helping someone else who's listening. You know, you're not the only person who struggles with being discontent. That's mm -hmm. so ongoing for our world, but someone else is listening and going, I remember that opera singer said, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's just, it's powerful to know that our testimonies are given to us for the sake of helping someone else through theirs, you know, and yes. a lot of times we keep it to ourselves, whether we are ashamed of it or we just don't have the platform for it. I don't know, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. God has given me this platform. And I'm thankful that people like you are willing to share your story. So thank you. Oh, thank you. And your book looks beautiful. Oh my gosh. Oh. Is it, is it going to be both audio and um, hardcover or is that what you're going to do? That is the plan. I haven't gotten to that stage yet. <laughs> All of this, everything okay. that's unfolding right now with me, Sherry, to be perfectly honest, is simply God. Because like I yeah. said, I had completely shut down and God just kept pressing and the, yep. book, the book came out of this. The podcast came out of this. And at this point, things are just rolling and I'm just holding on for dear life. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's beautiful. But well, yeah, so, so be on the lookout for November 15th is the release date. And uh, it's all about, you know, it's called Rebound, Staging a Spiritual Comeback. It's me coming back to life spiritually. And we all, you know, not all of us, but most of us at some point, during our journey, we, we start to die. We start to wither inside yeah, yeah. Because, because of various life hits. And mm -hmm. God has simply res, you know, just resurrected my soul. And that's what yes. that really is all about. So thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of this. And I, I wish you all the best. And Thanks, darling. Let's stay in touch. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to stay in touch. Absolutely. Okay. I've got so many people there now. I didn't realize that you were in Atlanta. So. Oh, I, yeah. I, I have reason to come visit. Please, I'll take you out. I'll take you out to dinner. I'll make you, I'll make you some uh, corn. I want my muffins. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're <laughs> That that and my pot roast. I, I have to take pride in my pot roast. So you come okay. come visit me and I'll make you pot roast. <laughs> the listening audience, they are my witness. I'm holding you to that. <laughs> okay, I will. I love, I love you, you, girl. Thank you so much. <laughs> take care. Okay, bye. bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. I hope you've been enlightened and encouraged. 
I want to say thank you to my incredible guests this week and a special thanks to my music man, Mr. David Burnett Graham. Follow me on Instagram, everybody. And until next time, be on the lookout for the hand of God.